0: not gonna lie I screw up a lot like a lot a lot like a lot a lot a lot (laughs) screwing up sucks it sucks for you it sucks for the other people affected by your screw up but you can turn it around you can own up to it you can apologize but sometimes a bad apology or one of those non-apology apologies is worse than no apology at all It may even be worse than the original offense. But seeing how most people do a really crappy job of apologizing, it's not as easy to do as you might think. So how do you get it right? Stick around, and we'll break it down. What's up, UX fam? How's your mom and them? Welcome to another episode of Beyond UX Design. I'm Jeremy. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I am super stoked to have you. And if you haven't done it already, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are regular here and you feel like you're getting something out of the show, I would really appreciate you leaving a five-star review. That'll help me out so much. And of course, thanks so much to Siraquan, Stacey, Radu, and Megan for all their support. And if you want to join Siraquan, Stacy, Radu, and Megan and help keep the show independent and ad-free, you can become a patron for as little as $3 a month. And if you do that, you'll get some sweet, sweet perks for your support. And of course, if you think this show is worth sharing, then I would love it if you told some friends. For more information about how you can support the show and help more people find out about what we're doing here, make sure to check out beyonduxdesign.com support. So I screw up quite a bit. I screw up all the time. I've done some really stupid things in my life. I've screwed up in public. Just last week, I screwed up Andrew Rice's interview with my crappy audio. I've recommended people that you should follow on LinkedIn, and I've completely left out women from the list. I've given people bad advice on LinkedIn. I've screwed up at work. I've said really dumb things in meetings. I've made suggestions that were totally wrong. I've given feedback that wasn't correct. I haven't done it in a while, but I've yelled at coworkers for pretty shitty reasons. I screw up at home a lot. I yell at my kids way too much. I get an attitude with my wife for no reason. I've made terrible financial decisions. I have overdrawn my bank account. I've done things that cost us a lot of money. And I'm not alone here. We all do some pretty stupid things. We do some pretty selfish things. We do some absolutely batshit crazy things for no very good reason at all. So all of us, you, me, your brothers, your sisters, your moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, cousins, literally everybody, we all screw up. And so we all need to apologize. Now, the problem is that there are a lot of people out there who screw up, but there aren't a ton of people who are very good at owning up to it and apologizing and actually meaning it. There are a lot of people out there who do stupid things. They get called out for it, then do one of these non-apology apologies, the sorry, not sorry kind of things, right? The CEOs, the celebrities are infamous for this kind of thing. But learning how to apologize and actually meaning it is not something many of us know how to do, or at least not how to do well. Now, when we think about the need to apologize, we often assume that we do it simply because it's the polite thing to do. But there are actually psychological benefits to saying that you're sorry. An apology is actually critical for relationships to move forward after some kind of wrong that's been committed by either party. And when someone does something wrong to us, we tend to treat them as some kind of a threat. We need to put our guard up around them. So when somebody who has wronged us in some way apologizes, we tend to stop perceiving them as a threat And we kind of accept them back into our safe space. Now, when someone feels wronged in some way, an apology is fantastic first step to help with that emotional healing that needs to occur. And we tend to move past whatever happened, and it helps to heal those ruptures that were caused by that slight or the wrong. And that apology helps us to eventually forgive that person and try to build that empathy back up for them that we had before the incident. Everybody who has listened to me on either this podcast or my other podcast, Retro Time, or read anything that I've posted online, or even if you've ever been in a meeting with me at work, they all know one thing about me, and that is that I believe very strongly that you cannot build great software without great relationships. And since we all screw up, we will inevitably hurt those relationships, even if we didn't intend to. And if we want to keep those relationships strong so we can build great software together, We need to be able to fix those relationships and build that trust back up. Psychology today even offers up some benefits for the person doing the apologizing, which I think is kind of interesting. And by apologizing and taking responsibility for our actions, we can get rid of what psychology today calls esteem robbing self-reproach and guilt. Apologies that have that power to humble us, even if we're pretty arrogant. We tend to develop a sense of this sort of self-respect when we learn to admit that we're wrong. And apologizing actually helps us remain connected to those friends, families, coworkers emotionally. And when we think that we've wronged somebody, we may actually distance ourselves from them as the person who committed the wrongdoing. It may be as kind of like a way for us to keep hurting them again, I don't know. But we apologize and we tend to feel like we can approach them again, back to our old relationship. Now this is obviously critical when we're working with somebody and we need to approach them to ask questions or help solve problems or things like that. And this one was really interesting, but psychology today suggests that when we apologize, it usually causes us to feel humiliated in some way. So when we apologize and we feel that humiliation, it can actually act as a kind of deterrent to keep us from doing that same thing again. Now, how often do you have something happen and someone gives you a really crappy half-hearted apology, right? Or one of those empty apologies. It's kind of insulting, isn't it? It's like it makes whatever happened even worse almost as if they would have been better off just keeping their mouth shut. And I'm fascinated by how humans behave. We tend to hate this when it happens to us, yet we often have no issues doing this to someone else. And then we wonder why our apology didn't work or why the other person's still mad at us. Humans are so weird. There are lots of crappy ways to apologize, and we can go through a few to show some things you should really try to avoid if you want the other person to actually believe you that you are truly sorry for whatever you did. And I'm sure you're familiar with just about everything on this list. The, it's not actually my fault apology, right? I'm sure you've seen this and you've probably done it yourself. This one sounds like, well, I'm sorry, but that never would have happened if you hadn't done whatever. This one has you saying that you're sorry, but really you're telling the other person that they did it to themselves. The, I'm sorry, you're upset apology. This one is another one that's not really an apology. It sounds kind of like this. I'm sorry that you're offended by what I said, but that's not what I meant, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm sorry you're upset by that thing or I'm sorry you're offended. And again, what you're saying here is that the other person is upset or offended by something. So it's actually their fault, not yours. The I'm sorry, but this one always gets me. I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. You can't be sorry if there's a but. (laughs) Why do we think that this will ever work? It never does. The empty I'm sorry, right? This is the one where you just say it. You just say, I'm sorry. There, I said it. I said, I'm sorry. What more do you want? Uh, How about something else there, bud? When you hear people say these types of things, does it ever work for you? Now, it's a rhetorical question. Obviously, you can't answer, so I'll do it for you. Of course, they don't work. So if you're truly sorry for doing something, the first thing to understand is that those crappy ways of apologizing just don't work, and they might actually make the situation even worse. And you'll also just look like a giant knucklehead. Now, before you can have a good apology, you need to actually understand what it is that you're apologizing for. So depending on the situation, jumping right into an apology might not be the best course of action. You're probably going to need to take a step back and and kind of analyze the situation if it isn't completely obvious that you did something wrong. So yelling at somebody at work, that's obvious how that's wrong, but there may be situations that are more nuanced or something, or perhaps something that you did that might not have been intentional and you didn't even realize that you did it until later. You may need to understand what it was first. So take that into account before we get on to the actual apology part. Not long ago, I came across a book called Sorry, 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 The Case for Good Apologies by Marjorie Ingle and Susan McCarthy. And in their book, Ingle and McCarthy list out some solid tactics for making a real, honest apology. And it's kind of sad that humans need a book to teach them how to apologize sincerely, but, you know, I guess that's just the world we're living in. You got to love it. So they list out six and a half steps to making a solid, heartfelt, honest apology. And I think this is one of the best frameworks that I've come across for saying that you're sorry and actually meaning it so first is just to say you're sorry don't just say i regret this happening or i wish it hadn't happened just say you're sorry it's that simple next say what it is that you're apologizing for be very specific about what you did so much like we said a minute ago saying that you're sorry on its own isn't going to help anything right no i'm sorry for the incident or i'm sorry for what happened this morning be specific I'm sorry for my outburst in the meeting this morning, right? It's very specific. It calls out exactly what you did. Next, show you understand why it's bad. Take some ownership and then show them that you understand why what you said or did was hurtful or you caused them some harm. So what did you do to the other person and how did they feel about it? So I'm sorry for my outburst in the meeting this morning. I embarrassed you in front of our entire team. Next, don't make excuses. It's pretty straightforward. There's no buts, no but this or but that, or somebody else did this or someone else did that. You need to own up to whatever happened. So, I'm sorry for my outburst in the meeting this morning. I embarrassed you in front of our entire team. What I did was disrespectful to you and to our team. Full stop. No, I didn't have breakfast or I was stressed out. Just what you did and why it was hurtful. Next, say why it won't happen again. What steps are you going to take to ensure that you don't do this anymore? So I'm sorry for my outburst this morning. I embarrass you in front of our entire team. What I did was disrespectful to you and our team and in the future I'm going to address any issues I have offline or on the side and I won't reprimand you in front of the team again. Next, if it's relevant, make reparations. So in our example I'm sorry for my outburst this morning. I embarrass you in front of our entire team. What I did was disrespectful to you and to our entire team and in the future I'm going to address any issues I have offline or on the side I won't reprimand you in front of the team again, and I've discussed this with everybody on the team this morning, and I've also apologized to them for my behavior. So this next step is what Ingle and McCarthy call a half-step, and this is because it might not happen if the other party doesn't want to say it or do it, but if they feel that it's necessary, let the other person have their say. Now some people may want to just put the whole thing behind them. Some people may want to talk to you or talk to somebody else about something for some closure. And the thing to remember here is that this is not up to you. It's up to the person on the other end. So give them a chance if they want, and if not, just leave it alone. So let's talk about some things that we want to try to avoid. Now, when you're giving an apology, how we present ourselves and our body language might be just as important as the words that we're saying. So first, just, you know, don't overdo it. If we're, we're talking about apologizing in the context of work and a professional environment, I have a hard time thinking of a, a whole lot of things that can be said That can be so bad at work that needs an apology that requires some kind of dramatic scene if it's really that bad hr should have probably gotten involved and you're probably fired but in general just don't overdo it make sure you try to keep your cool and that you're showing enough emotion to sound sincere but you don't need to be completely dramatic about it now keep in mind your team's culture and what they expect from you but remember that you're at work now we already touched on this in the sorry 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 framework but avoid vague language Don't beat around the bush. Don't say, you know, the incident or my behavior or I apologize for this morning. Call out exactly what that thing was and be very specific on how you wronged them. Absolutely avoid ifs or buts or mays. So I'm sorry if I offended you or something I said may have offended you or I'm sorry but. None of those things sound sincere and the other person will 100% know that you don't mean it. Don't use passive voices and things happened or people said things they didn't mean. This is just avoiding calling out what happened and it makes it sound as if you weren't even there or you had nothing to do with it. Don't use this kind of language if you want to sound sincere in your apology. Absolutely avoid blaming it on the other person. For instance, don't say, I'm sorry I did A, B, and C, but you did X, Y, and Z. This shifts the blame away from you and onto the other person. And it's definitely important to bring up the fact that you felt wronged by the other person when they did X, Y, and Z. But when you're trying to apologize, just don't shift the blame around and say it this way. So if you feel wrong by the other person, make sure to bring it up. But do it after the apology and while you're talking through things and figuring out how you can move forward. That's a better time to bring it up. Don't demand forgiveness. If the other person wants to forgive you, they will forgive you, but it's not on you to demand it. If it's appropriate, the other person will forgive you when they feel like they're ready. Watch your body language. Think about where you're apologizing and how the both of you are positioned. Think about like an office setting, for instance, where you go over to the other person's desk or their cubicle or something. They're sitting at their desk, and you're standing over them trying to apologize. Think about that dynamic. You're towering over them. They already felt vulnerable because of whatever happened, and you've wronged them, and you're setting up the wrong power dynamic in that situation. Or think about the example of a cubicle or another room, like a break room. You walk up, and you block the door, and they're trapped. They can't leave. So instead of doing that, invite them for coffee or go for a walk or sit down in a conference room with the door closed. Both of you at the same eye level. They may feel embarrassed about the situation. They don't want extra attention drawn to it. So think about the other person and how your behavior is perceived by them. Lastly, think about the timing. Is it too soon? Does the other person need some time to process and think about what happened? Sometimes the sooner the better, but sometimes later is better. It all depends on the situation. And if what you've done is so bad that the other person can't even stand to look at you without punching you in the face, then it's probably best to just let them cool off for a bit and come back and try to apologize later. So if you try to make a sincere apology, it may not do much good in that scenario. Now, the way you accept an apology from your partner or a family member or a friend, it's gonna be completely different from how you accept an apology from a coworker. Now, hopefully, there is a lot less drama. Hopefully, there aren't as many tears or yelling or screaming. But I think it goes without saying that anything that happens, it's important to be professional. If someone wrongs you, getting really worked up about it at work is probably not going to help you very much. So when they apologize, be sure to let them talk, hear them out, listen to what they have to say. Remember that you're likely going to have to work with this person going forward great software requires great relationships. And I know it's sad. We often see our work colleagues more than our immediate family. So remember that you're going to spend a lot of time seeing and interacting with this person throughout the year. So try to figure out a path forward. If the wrong is so egregious that you simply can't work with this person anymore, perhaps it's a good idea to have this conversation with your manager or HR and see what can be done. But remember, acting professionally is in your best interest. All right, so let's let's have a quick recap. Don't skip the apology or you'll seem like a total jerk, especially at work. Remember, there are a lot of benefits to both you and the other person when it comes to apologizing. Be specific, call out what you did. Tell them how you're going to fix it so that it doesn't happen again. Avoid the bad apologies. Don't shift the blame, don't be vague, don't give an empty "I'm sorry." Remember to be professional when something happens at work. Be professional when the wrong happens and when the other person apologizes. And even if you don't really like the other person, remember that you have to work with them. You need to figure out how to continue working with them so you're getting your work done. And remember that you cannot build great software without great relationships. And sometimes an apology is necessary for both parties to move forward. Well, all right, y'all, I think that's it for me for today. I hope to help shed a little bit of light on some ways to apologize. I really like that framework from sorry, sorry, sorry. I think that's a really great way to figure out how to apologize and actually mean it. But I'm curious, I know we all screw up at home, but do you ever screw up at work? And if you did, how'd you handle it? What did you do? How'd the other person handle it? How did they take it? Did you guys end up moving forward or did one of you end up quitting because you couldn't stand the other person? Let me know what you think on LinkedIn or shoot me an email at hello at beyonduxdesign.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you like what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like you're getting something out of the show, I would love it if you left a five-star review. That would help me out way more than you know. And if you know somebody who might find any of this stuff useful, why don't you tell them about it? That'd be fantastic. If you want to help keep the show independent and ad-free, check out all those Patreon sponsor packages at beyonduxdesign.com slash support. You can join Syraquan, Stacy, Radu, and Megan by supporting the show for as little as $3 a month. And there are some awesome perks like that badass holographic Beyond UX Design sticker. You can get a shout out on the show every week. There's even a package to meet with me for 30 minutes every month. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and check out all the past episodes at beyonduxdesign.com. I hope you keep coming back for more great UX tips from Beyond UX Design. And until next time, remember, you're more than a designer because there's more to UX than design. I'll see you around. Take care, y'all. Now, maybe most importantly, don't cross your fingers behind your back while you're apologizing because everybody knows what you're doing. Just kidding.